I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh,
care and persevere when it comes time to fight. As a stranger here, I will never fear. For the sun still shines regardless of the darkest night. Seek for your inner voice to help you make your choices. Learn to differentiate between the truth and the noises. As a stranger here, you must never fear. For the knowing of yourself is cause for great rejoicing. Great rejoicing. Great rejoicing. Great Cocoons as a papillon Hungry caterpillar blossom from a dream fully grown Used to be scary, wonder what they think of me All fears evolved in the confidence eventually Now I rip stages, bust down the microphone Study with the sages, dust down the microphone Channeling the greatest, speak through the mouthpiece Little red bone fire started from the southeast Run with the warriors, armors on my chest plate Meet you with the battle horns, blaring at the west gate No time for dead weight, I'm moving vertically Will I miss the planet when I blast off? Certainly don't take it personally, earthlings don't understand Difference gets you hunted like contestants on the running man Homogeny is dated, and I am the future I'm headed for the sun and the moon, Punky Brewster Step into your spaceship, atmospheric hovering Wind blown star seeds, black soil covering Germinating heavyweights, deep space navigate Chant a song, elevate, cosmic sound, muttering, muttering, muttering my arms crossed, standing on 360. Long skirt, gold hoop, rings like a gypsy. Pull your heartstrings till your eyeballs are misty. Emotions hard to swallow like a strong shot of whiskey. Shifting, transformate as I'm lifting. Light beam shine, got the body form glistening. My grind metaphysical, spiritual hustler. I am a wild seed like Octavia Butler. They study my demeanor, trying to get my lotus pose. Drop a cool 16 with my poet's prose like I'm Nikki. Definitely not Minaj, Giovanni. I'm tripping off my ego with my duke. Go Falani, Wallahi. I am not the last but the first. I journey to the planet so my star seed disperse. I put it in the ditty so you memorize my verse. And I'm making revolutions cause I symbolize dessert. Step into your spaceship, atmospheric hovering. Wind blown star seeds, black soil covering. Germinating heavyweights, deep space navigate. Chant a song, elevate. Cosmic sound, uttering, uttering, uttering. I'm spinning like a vortex, astral form vibrate, well-developed cortex, lesser rappers irate, they song to space, make the crowd titillate and gyrate, I give them sustenance and make glands salivate, rock a show fitted in some skinny pants, high waist, don't let the look fool you bruh, my flow annihilate, living in the now, why wait, show them love, why hate, you scared to get your achy ticket broke like race, side race, I take it easy blood, I'm a smooth operator, I won't bomb you now, but I will freeze you later, cause ignorance is secretly the deep nominator, that's commonly found, and your 
line up with paper I'm known as the savior so I'm a civilizer That's the only way a savage live with a fiver I came from the mothership just as Elijah Cause this space cadet can't get any flying Slide into your spaceship, atmospheric hovering Windblown star seeds, black soil covering Germinating heavyweights, deep space navigate Chant a song, elevate, cosmic sound uttering, uttering And so when we study the ancient gods Understand you are the incarnate virtue of those ancient gods joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is Ruminations on Race, Part 3. The conclusion to this series for the time being. I just wanted to explore so that one's eyes can be open to the different levels of understanding of who we are and why we are here. We're going to start off tonight in the praise up, as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not revealed. I'll be reading from the from the secret book of John, from the Nagamati. The teaching of the Savior and the revelation of the mysteries and the things hidden in silence, things he taught his student John. One day when John, the brother of James, the son of Zebedee, went up to the temple, it happened that a Pharisee named Araminos came up to him and said to him, Where is your teacher, whom you followed? 
I said to him, He has returned to the place from which he came. The Pharisee said to me, This Nazarene has deceived you badly, filled your ears with lies, closed your minds, and turned you from the traditions of your parents. When I, John, heard this, I turned away from the temple and went to a mountainous and barren place. I was distressed within, and I said, How was the Savior selected? Why was he sent into the world by his father? Who is his father who sent him? To what kind of eternal realm shall we go? And what was he saying when he told us this eternal realm to which you go is molded after the incorruptible realm? But he did not teach us what kind of realm that one is. At that moment, I was thinking about this. Look, the heavens opened. All creation under heaven lit up. And the world shook. I was afraid. And look, I saw within the light a child standing by me. As I was staring... It seemed to be an elderly person. Again, it changed its appearance to be a youth. Not that there were several figures before me. Rather, there was a figure with several forms within the light. These forms appeared through each other, and the figure had three forms. The figure said to me, John, John, why are you doubting? Why are you afraid? Are you not familiar with this figure? Then do not be faint-hearted. I am with you always. I am the father. I am the mother. I am the child. I am the incorruptible and the undefiled one. Now I have come to teach you what is, what was, and what is to come. That you may understand what is invisible and what is visible and to teach you about the unshakable race of perfect humankind. So now, lift up your head that you may understand the things I shall tell you today, and that you may relate them to your spiritual friends who are from the unshakable race of perfect humankind. I asked if I might understand this, and it said to me, The one is a sovereign that has nothing over it. It is God and Father of all, the invisible one that is over all, that is incorruptible, that is pure light at which no eye can gaze. The one is the invisible spirit. We should not think of it as God or like a God, for it is greater than a God, because it has nothing over it, and no Lord above it. It does not exist within anything inferior to it, since everything exists within it alone. It is eternal, since it does not need anything, for it is absolutely complete. It has never lacked anything in order to be completed by it. 
Rather, it is always absolutely complete in light. The one is eliminable because there is nothing before it to limit it. Unfathomable since there is nothing before it to fathom it. Immeasurable since there was nothing before it to measure it. Invisible since nothing has seen it. Eternal since it exists eternally. Unutterable since nothing could comprehend to utter it. Unnameable since there is nothing before it to give it a name. The one is the immeasurable light, pure, holy, immaculate. The one is unutterable and is perfect in incorruptibility. Not that it is part of perfection or blessedness or divinity. It is much greater. The one is not corporal and is not incorporeal. The one is not large and is not small. It is impossible to say. How much is it? What kind is it? For no one can understand it. The one is not among the things that exist, but is much greater. Not that it is greater, rather as it is in itself. It is not part of the eternal realms or of time. For whatever is part of a realm was once prepared by another. Time was not allowed to it since it receives nothing from anyone. What would be received would be on loan. The one who was first does not need to receive anything from another. Such a one beholds itself in its light. The one is majestic and has an immeasurable purity. The one is a realm that gives a realm, life that gives life, a blessed one that gives blessedness. Knowledge that gives knowledge. A good one that gives goodness. Mercy that gives mercy and redemption. Grace that gives grace. Not as if the one possesses all this. Rather, it is that the one gives immeasurable, incomprehensible light. What should I tell you about it? Its eternal realm is incorruptible, at peace, dwelling in silence, at rest, before everything. It is the head of all realms, and it sustains them through its goodness. We would not know what is ineffable. We would not understand what is immeasurable were it not for what has come from the Father. This is the one who has told these things to us alone. Now, this Father is the one who beholds himself in the light surrounding him, which is the spring of living water and provides all the realms. He reflects on his image everywhere, 
sees it in the spring of the spirit and becomes enamored of his luminous water, for his image is in the spring of pure luminous water surrounding him. The father's thought became a reality, and she, who appeared in the presence of the father in shining light, came forth. She is the first power who preceded everything and came forth from the father's mind as the forethought of all. The forethought of all. Her light shines like the father's light. She, the perfect power, is the image of the perfect and invisible virgin spirit. She, the first power, the glory of Barbello, the perfect glory among the realms, the glory of revelation. She glorified and praised the virgin spirit for because the spirit she had come forth. She is the first thought, the image of the spirit. She became the universal womb for she precedes everything, the mother, father, the first human, the Holy Spirit, the triple male, the triple power, the androgynous one with three names, the eternal realm among the invisible beings, the first to come forth. Barbello asked the invisible virgin spirit to give her foreknowledge, and the spirit consented. When the spirit consented, foreknowledge appeared and stood by forethought. This is the one who came from the thought of the invisible virgin spirit. Foreknowledge glorified the spirit and the spirit's perfect power, Barbello. For because of her, foreknowledge had come into being. She asked again to be given incorruptibility, and the spirit consented. When the spirit consented, incorruptibility appeared and stood by thought and foreknowledge. Incorruptibility glorified the invisible one and Barbello because of her. They had come into being. Barbello asked to be given Life eternal. Life eternal. And the invisible spirit consented. When the spirit consented, life eternal appeared. And they stood together. And glorified the invisible spirit and Barbello. Because of her, they had come into being. She asked again to be given truth. And the invisible spirit consented. Truth appeared. And they stood together and glorified the good invisible spirit and its Barbello. Because of her, they had come into being. This is the Father's realm of five. It is the first human. The image of the invisible spirit that is forethought.
which is Barbello, and thought, along with foreknowledge, incorruptibility, life eternal, and truth. In Yeshua's name, we're going to take a music moment and come back with ruminations on race. Part 3. Line with my my atom, borderline. 
When I sleep at night, then I lose my mind. Cause I sleep tight, as I never got on by. How'd I get so high? Then decline when I be somebody. But I don't wanna be nobody. When I feel the fire, I heard that it burns inside. I heard that the birds take flight. When it get cold, when I be warm, I know what the world requires. Fuck it all up, it don't inspire. Infinite, no, but don't expire. But run around, got me so damn tired. Gotta live in the world, but I want to fight. Try to switch in the world where they hide the light. Try to switch in the world where they hide the lights. Hide the lights. I been riding around in my mind. I get lost if I forget to get off the exit. I close into passing the next shit on my schedule. It's as if I got. Seconds to do it all. Patience. You made it this far, but you ain't live off when you take it all. You shake it all. By the way, take off. What's your day job, y'all? Look what they got you doing. You gotta be exhausted. By the way, go live. If you don't will, gotta get that in pop thing. You gotta shoot to kill. Traveling through inner space, slowing at a constant pace, focused and relaxing at the same time. Deconstruct reality, then set it how you'd like it to be. Break the chains and take free, it's the same crimes in slave times. Do what you've been taught to do, never what you ought to do. Keep it all inside till the time's right. Hold your tongue, hold your breath, let either lead to certain death. Let it drift away as you pass the line. Let me help you find yourself inside your other mind Step outside and leave behind the worries of that other kind Let me help you find yourself inside your other mind Step outside and leave behind the worries of that other kind Concentrating comes so easily It's the natural key Creating so we can escape and be free so Let me help you find yourself inside your other mind Step outside and leave behind The worries of that other kind Let me help you find yourself inside your other mind Step outside, leave behind The worries of that other kind 
tonight's theme, Ruminations on Race, Part 3. And tonight we're going to break down how the construct of race was made here in America and what that entailed. Now the laws which most directly protect racial integrity, there are laws to protect racial integrity. Virginia courts maintain, for example, that the preservation of racial integrity is the unquestioned policy of this state and that it is sound and wholesome cannot be gainsaid. Now, the laws that directly protect racial integrity, whatever they may be, are those which make miscegenation, which is the intermarriage of races, miscegenation, a crime. The first anti-miscegenation laws was enacted in the colony of Maryland in 1661. It declared that divers free-born English women, forgetful of their free conditions and to the disgrace of our nation, do intermarry with Negro slaves. And to deter these shameful matches, the law provided that women who so marry and their offspring should themselves become slaves. So if a white woman married or had children with the quote-unquote Negro, the woman and the child would become slaves. And so Massachusetts became the third colony to prohibit marriage between Negroes and Caucasians in 1705. And so today, it's illegal for Negroes and whites to marry in 21 states. Alabama, Arkansas, Delaware, Maryland, Mississippi, Missouri, Nebraska, North Carolina, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 
Six of these states prohibit Negro-white marriages in their constitutions. In the constitution of those states, it's prohibited. Eighteen states, most of them in the last ten years, have repealed the anti-miscegenation statutes. And that was California, Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, Montana, Nevada, New Mexico, North Dakota, Ohio, Oregon, Rhode Island, South Dakota, and Washington. They repealed the anti-miscegenation statutes. So blacks and whites can intermarry. Now typical of anti-miscegenation legislation is the Constitution of Tennessee, where in Article 11, Section 13, it says, the intermarriage of white persons with Negroes, mulattoes, or persons of mixed blood descended from a Negro to the third generation, look how deep this is, to the third generation, inclusive, or they're living together as man and wife in this state is prohibited. This offense entails a prison sentence of one to five years. For the same crime, a sentence of two to seven years can be given in Alabama and up to 10 years in Florida, Indiana, and North Carolina. So many states also penalize the minister or official who performs the marriage ceremony and the clerk who issues the license. And the clerk. In Wyoming, the guilty minister will receive a fine or one to five years in prison in Wyoming, or both. Some states believe that the Negro is not the only threat to their racial purity and therefore forbid whites to marry American Indians, West Indians, Asiatic Indians, Mongolians, Malays, Chinese, Japanese. Africans, half-breeds, and mestizos. In South Carolina, racism tinged with male chauvinism holds that white men can marry anyone. Anyone. A Mongolian, for example, other than an Indian. A Negro, a mulatto, or half-breed. While a white woman can marry only a white man. Let it not be thought, however, that South Carolina is entirely bigoted, for it generously declares marriages between white persons of this state and Katsu Indians are declared legal in all respects. So they had one Indian tribe that they could intermarry with. So most anti-miscegenation laws are aimed at preserving racial integrity of the white race. But North Carolina provides that Cherokee Indians of Robeson County may not intermarry with Negroes. The, the law neglects to state whether it's the Negroes or the Cherokees who are being protected. Now a problem that consistently confronts the racist lawmakers in the question of defining who is Negro and who is white, in general, two schools of thought prevail in the United States on this issue. In about nine states, a Negro was anyone who had a grandparent who was a Negro. The law generally defines such a person 
as having one-eighth or more Negro blood or as an octoroon. The other definition of Negro is used in at least six states. A Negro is any person who has any trace of Negro blood, and the circulatory of these statements does not seem to trouble the opponents of miscegenation. Now, Virginia provides an example of racist legal gymnastics. Whites in the state can marry neither Negroes nor American Indians. In Virginia, a Negro is a person who has any Negro ancestor, and the American Indian is a person who had at least one Indian grandparent. So if someone is one-sixteenth or less Indian blood, then he is white. But Virginia still hasn't decided what you are if you have one-eighth Indian heritage. And furthermore, if a man is an is a inhabitant of an Indian tribal reservation and has at least one Indian grandparent and less than one-sixteenth Negro blood, then despite the state's definition of a Negro, he may be regarded as an Indian on the reservation. But once he leaves the reservation, however, he undergoes a legal metamorphosis and becomes a Negro. Of course, he can then move to Mississippi, where the octoroon requirement prevails, and thus becomes Caucasian. <laughs> this is the reality. You know, in the, in the um, 1980s, a lot of Egyptians were moving to America. And I remember there was this Egyptian professor, for all intents and purposes, looked like a black man. And they refused to give him a passport that said he was black. They said, if you're from Egypt, then you're white. During the 1970s, the people that were migrating here from Trinidad and Tobago, they were told they were white and not black. Trinidadians. And, and back here in um, America, the Oklahoma courts have decided that American Indians are white and therefore may not marry any person of African descent. And in Alabama, Indians are mulattoes, according to the courts, and therefore could not marry whites. And Filipinos in Louisiana must be able to prove that they are basically not Negroid before they can marry whites. And Indiana courts have revealed that all Mexicans are not white persons and some of them are Negroes and therefore non-Negro Mexicans can marry either Negroes or whites. So the constitutionality of anti-miscegenation legislation has not yet been determined by the United States Supreme Court. In 1883, in Pace v. Alabama, the court ruled that Interracial fornication and adultery could be more severely punished than the same crime committed on an interracial basis. It held that the law did not violate the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment because both Negroes and whites are being punished equally. But the Pace decision did not discuss the issue of marriage. And so these marriages were taking place and these get-togethers because it's human nature. And people suffer the same plight. You had indentured servants and you had slaves side by side. 
same community group. Just like when Puerto Ricans and blacks live next to each other. They intermarry. This is just what happens. So they wanted to stop that on a grand scale. And they were giving people jail time. And your children would become slaves. And you'd be a slave. That's a deterrent. Now in 1922, Congress passes the Cable Act. While most anti-miscegenation laws primarily targeted interracial marriages between whites and African Americans or whites and American Indians, the climate of anti-Asian xenophobia that defined the early decades of the 20th century meant that Asian Americans were also targeted. In this case, the Cable Act retroactively stripped the citizenship of any U.S. citizen who married an alien ineligible for citizenship. So if you was quote-unquote white and you married an Asian person, your citizenship was revoked. Revoked. And so which under the racial quota system of, of that time primarily meant Asian Americans. So the impact of this law was not merely the radical Following the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling in the United States versus then that Asians Americans are not white and therefore cannot legally become citizens, the U.S. government revoked the citizenship of natural-born U.S. citizens. And so traces of the anti-Asian immigration law remained until the passage of the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965, those some Republican politicians, most famously Michelle Bachman, have suggested a return to the earlier racial quota standard. And so, in 1964, the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously rules that laws banning interracial sex violate the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. And so McLaughlin struck down the Florida statute that said any Negro man and white woman or any white man and Negro woman who are not married to each other who shall habitually live in and occupy in the nighttime the same room shall be punished by the imprisonment by imprisonment not exceeding 12 months or a fine not exceeding $500. So while the ruling did not directly address laws banning interracial marriage, it laid down the groundwork for a ruling that definitely did. And so in 67, the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously overturns Pace versus Alabama, that 1883 ruling I mentioned earlier, in the Loving versus Virginia, and that state bans on interracial marriage violate the 14th Amendment. And so one of the justices, um, Chief Justice Earl Warren, wrote that there is patently no legitimate overriding purpose independent of individuous racial discrimination which, which, which justifies this classification. The fact that Virginia prohibits only interracial marriages involving white persons demonstrates that the racial classifications must stand on their own justification as measures designed to maintain white supremacy. 
The freedom to marry has long been recognized as one of the vital personal rights essential to the orderly pursuit of happiness by free men. To deny this fundamental freedom on so unsupportable a basis as the racial classifications embodied in these statutes, classifications so directly subversive to the principle of equality at the heart of the 14th Amendment is surely to deprive all the state citizens the liberty without due process of law. The 14th Amendment requires that the freedom of choice to marry not be, distri- not be restricted by individuous racial discriminations. Under our Constitution, the freedom to marry or not marry a person of any other race resides with the individual and cannot be infringed by the state. So from this point on, interracial marriage is legal throughout the United States. And that happened in 1967. So they were purposely, continuously, with punishment of fines and prison terms up to a decade, refining and defining what racial classification they wanted to maintain. And so in 2000, following the seventh ballot referendum, Alabama becomes the last state. In 2000, Alabama became the last state to officially legalize interracial marriage. So by November 2000, interracial marriage had been illegal had been legal in every state for more than three decades, thanks to the U.S. Supreme Court ruling in 1967. But the Alabama state constitution still contained an unenforceable ban in Section 102. And in Section 102 it says, The legislator shall never pass any law to authorize or legalize any marriage between any white person and a Negro or a descendant of the Negro. That is part of the Alabama state constitution. And even though it can't be enforced, it's still part of the constitution. So the Alabama state legislature stubbornly clung to the old language as a symbolic statement of the state's views on interracial marriage. And as recently as 1998, House leaders successfully killed attempts to remove that section, Section 102. So when voters finally had had the opportunity to remove the language, the outcome was surprisingly close. Although 59% of the voters supported removing that language from the Constitution, 41%, this is a large percent, favored keeping it. So this whole delineation, classification, correlation, and confusion is a big divide-and-conquer scheme. Dividing the frequencies on the spectrum so that the vibrations don't align. Overstand. That's all we are, different shades on the spectrum. And along with those spectrum changes and 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 um, fluctuations, come cultures, and music, and art, 
and food and vibrancy and vitality that all are part of a beautiful picture of one race we have to love one another and understand that we are one with one another on a deep intrinsic level on a deep intrinsic level we have to recognize that in order for a shift to 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 just occur it's time for the frequencies to align with the wake and the aware ones of every kind every kind of hue that man shares overstand because that's what we share we hues on a vibrant frequency spectrum and once in aligned we can move harmoniously and our different cultural norms and points of uniqueness is what is also our strengths especially when working together the field of perspective is so vast and so similar on innate levels and once we recognize that within each other then we'll see that we're from the same race and we're all running the same race trying to get to the same place and that's to the realm of the Father, as mentioned in the Praise Up. As the forethought and the thought and the presence of mind was put in mind to reach for that. Awaken aware ones, move with integrity and grace in this race. And Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the Go and Gnosis. I'm a whole lot vicious Step into your power Shine your light, ignite your magic Let your fire burn You were born to thrive I'm 
feeling like I'm drowning. Cause of my surrounding, gotta stop clowning. Took a couple breaths with the aim of rebounding. Never felt better, see my soul's expounding. Now I could see the gold inside, took control of my mind. Man, I swear I was blind. Hey, I am divinity defined, sugar spice combined. See, I'm one of a kind. Empress, no stress. All hell, she the finest. Empress, oh yes. Let her rain, let her rain bless.
blessings and grace, and I'm back with the Go and Gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. On BlackNewsZone.com, the first black-owned alkaline water brand is now being sold at Walmart. Walmart is selling live alkaline water, and for the first time in history, a black-owned bottled water brand is gracing its shelves. The 100% natural alkaline water was founded by Dr. Shayla Creer and Robert McRae, whose family owned the spring for more than 100 years in North Carolina. He partnered with Creer, and they decided to create the product. After being turned down by countless Walmarts, a regional store decided to give them a shot. I called many Walmarts and finally got hold of one who allowed us to do a presentation, Dr. Creer told First Coast News. Once they were on the shelves, the product sold out in the first month, and demands were increasing. Because of this, the team has started to scale and is now be found in three different Walmart locations in northern Florida and in various boutique shops. In addition, the product can be purchased online. The water is sourced from a natural underground spring, an aquifer, and the mineral rock bed that lies 800 feet below the ground, making it extremely pure and fresh to taste. So what exactly are the benefits of alkaline water? It's known to have anti-aging properties because of the liquid antioxidants that absorbed more quickly into the human body, colon cleansing properties, immune support system, hydration, skin health, and other detoxifying properties can assist with weight loss and can also be cancer resistant due to the pH balance. Specific to this brand, the website states that 100% organic minerals and live alkaline water work together to naturally boost energy levels by cleansing your cells and ridding your body of toxins that slow you down. It is naturally full of electrolytes that stimulate nerves and muscles for optimal performance as well as assisting in regulating blood pressure and cellular function. It's naturally pH balanced which means it works with your body by boosting its immune system to naturally fight off disease. It slows down and reverses the damage done by disease causing free radicals and it contains the highest levels of 100% organic natural materials that not only help to keep the body functioning at its best but also gives it a fresh pure taste. And moving forward on TheShadeRoom.com, French President Emmanuel Macron announces $1 billion investment in African startups. During a conference in Lagos, Nigeria last week, the President of France announced that the French government plans to invest 1 billion euros, about $1.2 billion in African startups. During the event hosted by Tony Elemiou Foundation, President Emmanuel Macron signed a partnership agreement which covers research assistant, loan guarantees, and mentors for local entrepreneurs. It's all being done through the French government's development agency, and this means more support for thousands of aspiring business leaders across the continent. To young African entrepreneurs, never listen to people who are telling you to wait, Macron told the crowd. If you believe in your projects, just do it. Our role is to help the new generation to seize opportunities and rise to the challenge. 
This is what underpins a new balanced relationship. The session was hosted and moderated by TEF founder Tony Elemayu, a Nigerian businessman and philanthropist who created a $100 million program in 2015 with the goal of training, funding, and mentoring thousands of entrepreneurs across Africa by 2024. And on bbc.co.uk, Trump-NATO, Germany's defense spending, attacked. U.S. President Donald Trump has suggested Germany imports of Russian natural gas are a security concern as he and other NATO leaders gather for a summit as talks in Brussels with NATO chief Jean Stoltenberg. He said it was very bad thing for NATO that Germany was totally controlled by Russia. German Chancellor Angela Merkel is to meet with Mr. Trump in the afternoon. He suggested that 70% of Germany's gas imports were Russian. The latest official figures is from 50 to 75%. In an earlier version of this story, the figure was given incorrectly as 50.75%. The U.S. president also accused Germany of failing to pay enough for NATO operations. The Brussels summit comes less than a week before Mr. Trump is due to hold his first summit with Vladimir Putin in Helsinki, reviving concerns among U.S. allies over his proximity to the, to the Russian president. President Trump shocked some by quipping that NATO summit might prove harder than next Monday's summit with Mr. Putin. European Council President Donald Tusk accused him of criticizing Europe almost daily, tweeting, Dear America, appreciate your allies. After all, you don't have that many. Mr. Tusk said the EU spent more than Russia on defense and as much as China. On the Putin summit, Mr. Tusk said pointedly, It's always worth knowing who is your strategic friend and who was your strategic problem. Interesting. So now, is America a problem? And moving forward on CNN.com, blessings to those in Japan. As Japan floods, death toll rise to 176 as Abe visits affected areas. Landslides and flooding caused by torrential rain in Japan have killed another 21 people and what has become one of the deadliest natural disasters to hit the country since the earthquake and tsunami at Fukushima in 2011. A total of 176 people have been killed since the downpour began last week. Japanese Chief Secretary said on Wednesday another nine are missing. Some 75,000 responders have been deployed to the area to search and rescue operations. Japanese Prime Minister was in Okayama Prefecture Wednesday morning surveying the damage of one of the most hardest hit areas. I viewed the damage from above in a helicopter, viewing what he called the scars of terrible damage in heavy rain and visited an evacuation center. He said the government had been making every effort to deal with this crisis since the disaster occurred. So blessings to those that have been flooded in Japan and may those missing be found and those in poor health get well. In Yeshua's name. And moving forward to ekathemaniri.com, Greece decides to expel all 
its Russian dip diplomats. The Greek government has decided to expel two Russian diplomats and ban the entry to Greece of two more, accusing them of intrusion into domestic affairs and illegal acts against Greece's national security. More specifically, Athens is accusing the Russian diplomats of efforts to extract and circulate information and to bribe Greek state operatives which have failed. The case brings to the forefront the tensions that seem to have been brewing between Athens and Moscow over the last two years for reasons that have to do with regional security. According to high-level Greek diplomatic sources, Athens is calling for an immediate expulsion of two personnel, including the Russian embassy official and the expulsion of two more. The same sources note that the initiative follows numerous coordinated efforts to expand Russian influence in Greece, including, among others, the activities of the Imperial Orthodox Palestinian Society. Despite this latest development, the same sources noted that Greece continues in line with long-standing policy to want good cooperative relations with Russia and to promote friendship between the two peoples. But they add that this can only be the case if both countries respect each other's sovereignty. And moving forward into japantimes.co.jp. Women's University in Japan officially announces new policy to start accepting transgender students from 2020. In what is believed to be a first in Japan, a prestigious national women's university officially announced Tuesday its new policy to open doors from 2020 to people who were assigned as male at birth but identify as female, saying it's a natural decision that takes gender diversity into account. The landmark move by Ochananomozu University is expected to accelerate national discussion regarding admissions at other women's universities, which currently limit enrollment to those listed as women on their family registry. We want to accept people who sincerely wish to study at Ochananomozu University. It's a natural thing to do in a society that embraces diversity. President of the, of the university said during a news conference held at the university, which is located in Tokyo. Ochanamozu, which was established in 1875 as the nation's first higher education institution for women, said it will change its admissions criteria on gender to include those listed as men on their family registry, but who identify as female. The university will launch a working group soon that will work toward making the campus transgender friendly, discussing matters such as the facilities necessary and support needed for students to lead comfortable lives on campus. We hope this move will lead to realizing a society where diverse women can participate in every field and fully exercise their abilities and individuality. Ochinamozu launched a committee last year to discuss its policy on transgender students after it received an inquiry from a person who was born male but identifies as female. She said the school was the only institution that offered the coursework she wanted to pursue. Similar discussions on whether to admit transgender women have taken place in the United States in recent years. 
Since 2014, the so-called Seven Sisters Women Colleges, a consortium of prestigious colleges on the East Coast, changed their admission policies to allow the enrollment of transgendered women. According to the ministry, the Education Ministry survey released in 2014, Japanese elementary, junior high, and high school had recognized 606 students experiencing gender dysmorphia, defined as conflict between one's assigned gender and that which one identifies. The survey results prompted the ministry to urge schools to appropriately deal with the students through steps such as allowing them to wear school uniforms that allow them to feel comfortable. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and Grace, and I'm back with Technology. Starting off on NPR.com, more states are opting to robo-grade students' essays by computer. Machines are also grading students' essays. Computers are scoring long-form answers on anything from the fall of the Roman Empire to the pros and cons of government regulations. Developers of so-called robo-graders say they understand why many students and teachers would be skeptical of the idea, but they insist with computers already doing jobs as complicated and as fraught as driving cars, detecting cancer, and carrying on conversations, they can certainly handle grading students' essays. This is a whole new way to learn. Fultz says computers learn what they consider good writing by analyzing essays graded by humans. Then the automated programs score essays themselves by scanning for those same features. We have artificial intelligent techniques which can judge anywhere from 50 to 100 features, Fultz says. That includes not only basics like spelling and grammar, but also whether a student is on topic, the coherence or the flow of an argument, and the complexity of word choice and sentence structure. We've done a number of studies to show that the scoring can be highly accurate, he says. To demonstrate, he takes a not-so-stellar sample essay, rife with spelling mistakes and sentence fragments, and runs it by the robograder, which instantly spits back a not-so-stellar score. But it gives an overall score of 2 out of 4, Foltz explains. The computer also breaks it down in several categories of subscores, showing, for example, 1 on spelling and grammar and 2 on task and focus. Several states, including Utah and Ohio, already used automated grading on their standardized tests. Cindy Carter, Assessment Development Coordinator for the Utah State Board of Education, says that, that the state began very cautiously at first making sure every machine-graded essay was also read by a real person. But she says the computer scoring has proven spot-on, and Utah now lets machines be the sole judge of the vast majority of essays. In about 20% of cases, she says, when the computer detects something unusual or is on the fence between two scores, it flags an essay for human review. But all in all, she says, the automated scoring system has been a boon for the state, not only for cost savings, but also because it enables teachers to get test results back in minutes rather than months. Massachusetts is also those now intrigued by the possibilities and considering jumping on the bandwagon to have computers score essays on its statewide Massachusetts Comprehensive Assessment Systems test. And the Commissioner of Elementary and Secondary Education called the prospect exciting at a recent Board of Elementary and Secondary Education meeting, outlining plans to look into the idea. I'm suspending belief that this is possible, he said. So now they're using computers to robo-grade student essays. And MIT, according to Tech Times, creates artificial intelligence that can see through walls, so to speak. A group of researchers and students at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology have developed a technology that can identify objects and follow them even as they're obscured by other objects. 
in a sense that technically means it can see through walls. It doesn't actually see through walls, of course, because that's impossible. Instead, the system uses radar-like technology to track down people as they move around. It's called RF-POSE. And early tests show it's able to determine whether someone is walking, sitting, standing, and waving. The developers saw a success rate of 83% when it came to identifying individuals from a known group. And because of this, they claim the technology could one day be useful for various implementations, including police work, rescue operations, and healthcare. RF Post was developed by MIT's Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory, or CSAIL, with a team led by computer scientist Dina Katabi. It uses AI to teach wireless devices how to sense people's posture and movement, even from the other side of the wall. The main component to RF Pose is a large radio transmitter, beaming waves that can pass through walls but are reflected by human bodies because of the amount of water they store. A neural network is used to analyze those radio signals and then a stick figure is generated. It walks, stands still, sits, and flings its limbs around as a person moves. One potential implementation for RF pose is being able to monitor diseases such as Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, and muscular dystrophy. The data gathered by RF pose can paint a picture of how the disease is progressing, which doctors can then take into account and properly adjust medication if necessary. The developers are currently working on healthcare professionals to explore these possibilities, according to MIT News. For all its promising potential, however, RF Pose presents some privacy concerns. If a normal camera is recording me, it means I'm able to see the camera too, says Ginez Hidalgo, a Carnegie Mellon University research associate. If this camera can be hidden behind or even inside any object, I would never be able to know when I'm being monitored. So you won't be able to know when you're being monitored. So Katabi acknowledges such concerns, calling it a valid question, particularly in the current climate of data privacy. She ensures that RFPOSE anonymizes and encrypts the data. The next goal for the team is to develop a version of the technology that can be marketed commercially. So there is now a technology that can, for all extensive purposes, monitor you through walls. On the technologyreview.com, the UK wants an electric vehicle charger in every home. The country's new electrical vehicle strategy aims for 50% of its new car purchases to be of an ultra-low admission vehicles by 2030. Some background. Last year, the UK announced the sale of gas and diesel cars and vans will be banned after 2040. It's also committed almost £1 billion to clean energy innovation, some of which will help people buy electric cars. After months of delays caused by intense lobbying, the government's report on the initiative called The Road to Zero was released today. It states that by 2040, the UK expects the majority of new cars and vans to be sold to be 100% zero emissions and all new cars and vans have significant zero emissions capability. So 2040 is a soft deadline 
and there's plenty of wiggle room for hybrid cars. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Urbanology. Blessings and grace. Sign the papers and you'll be free. Daddy moved far away just to get the picture right. Summertime, please don't go. I need light to numb this time. Tell me where to sign. I'm drowning in the middle of the city and I need to get high. Yeah. The mental says maintain your focus. Smoking all that focus, focus. You get it. You get it, I go to a place where sun rays glow. Everybody 
asparagus, parsley, cucumber, kale, and don't forget the collard greens, basil, oregano. You know I love my avocado. I'm in love with the cocoa coconut. Daylight come, told me I go pick a bunch of green banana. Boil it in a stew. So you know I gotta add some callaloo. Eat your greens. Blessings and grace, and I'm back with Herbnology. And we're going to take a closer look at the impressive health benefits of yucca. Yucca aids in digestion. This dense, nutrient-rich root of the yucca plant means it is full of dietary fiber. This fiber can help stimulate the peristaltic motion in your bowels and keep you regular, eliminating problems like constipation and diarrhea. A diet high in dietary fiber can also help you reduce bloating, cramping, excessive flatulence, and more serious gastrointestinal issues. And due to the fact that the dietary fiber makes you feel full and regulates the uptake of nutrients in an efficient way, you are less likely to snack or break your dietary restrictions, so it helps with weight loss. Simple sugars often leave us feeling hungry when we're not, simply because our body's glucose levels are imbalanced. Yucca root can prevent that and help you in weight loss efforts in a way that other carbohydrates can't. It controls diabetes. Adding yucca to your diet can help regulate insulin and glucose levels, thereby preventing the peaks and plunges of blood sugar that can lead to diabetes. Given that diabetes is considered by some to be a global pandemic, adding yucca to the diet seems like a great choice. It also improves heart health. The dietary fiber of yucca can help lower cholesterol levels and promote healthier cardiovascular system by balancing fatty acid levels. So the potassium found in yucca can also help relieve the tension and blood vessels and arteries, thereby lowering your chances of stress on the heart, which can lead to arteriosclerosis, strokes, and heart attacks. It boosts your immunity. Yucca has a high level of vitamin C, far more than most other edible roots, and this makes it incredibly important for the immune system. Vitamin C is the first line of defense for our immune system, stimulating the production and the activity of white blood cells. Vitamin C also acts as an antioxidant, preventing free radicals from damaging our organs and causing cell mutation. It speeds wound healing. Vitamin C is also a key component in the production of collagen, which we need for all blood vessels, cells, tissues, and muscles. So adding a vitamin C boost to your diet can help repair and growth throughout your body. It relieves arthritic pain. The resveratrol and saponins present in yucca have been directly linked to anti-inflammatory and analgesic properties, making it a very good natural treatment for inflammation issues, particularly arthritis. Studies have shown that there is a strong correlation between the two, but the precise chemical pathway remains somewhat mysterious, and it improves cognition. The high levels of potassium and folate, both of which are known to stimulate blood flow to the brain and increases cognitive abilities, 
makes yuca a brain food. Stimulating pathways in the brain and increasing blood flow is also good for combating cognitive disorders and keeping you sharp well into your old age. And it has antioxidant properties. Folic acid has also been connected with improving the overall skin and eye health in humans, mainly through its antioxidant activities. Furthermore, folic acid has been directly linked to reduce the chance of neural tube defects in infants. So pregnant mothers are encouraged to add folic acid to their diet in recommended amounts. And yucca is a great way to boost that vitamin intake. And skincare. Some of the photoprotective properties of yucca that make it important for protecting skin against damage from sun. The resorbitol found in yucca is proven to strengthen skin and increase its resistance to degradation from free radicals and sun damage that can eventually lead to skin cancer. So yucca is good for skin care, has antioxidant properties, improves your cognition, relieves arthritic pain, speeds wound healing, boosts immunity, improves your heart health, helps to control diabetes, helps with weight loss, and aids in digestion. So the yucca root is often used to replace potatoes in a wide variety of cultural dishes throughout Latin America and the Caribbean. But due to the recent exposure it has enjoyed as a healthier alternative to carb-heavy, simple sugar-laden potato, it's increasing in popularity throughout the United States. So look for yucca and enjoy that benefit of the nature of the Most High as a healing aid in your life. In Yeshua's name, we'll take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. This is a Put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up, put them up, put them up now, open up your eyes and see, the truth will set you free, embrace your identity, the truth will set you free, That we just can't change what is happening And in reality we see beer bomb a fling Be only refuge of the king of kings It's not a lie, one mother cry The other night, another life Lost in this mad world It's not a lie, one mother cry The other night, another life Lost in this mad world Open up your eyes and see the truth will set you free Embrace your identity The truth will set you free In the blink of an eye So many innocent die We could change the world if we try In the blink of an eye so many innocent die We got to change it Yes we can do it If we put our hearts and minds to it We can rearrange it 
So let's do it And I know the righteous up to it Open up your eyes and see The truth will set you free Embrace your identity The truth will set you free
up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape, escape your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. We're going to start off with the word Siloam. It's Hebrew, and it means sending forth, one sent, messenger, 
Siloam. Luke in 13.4 tells of the Tower of Siloam, a pool in which Jesus told the blind man to wash after. And he put the clay on his eyes in John 9.7-11. It's called Shiloh in Isaiah in 8.6 and Shelah in Nehemiah 3.15. Metaphysically, Siloam means one sent, sending forth, or putting away. Go wash in the pool of Siloam means to deny away the false ideas. We are to deny the universal race belief in the reality and power of matter and to affirm the spirituality of all substance. We are to deny the universal race belief in the reality and power of matter and to affirm the spirituality of all substance. And the word bondage. Metaphysically, bondage is undue attachment to thoughts and personal consciousness, such as race, class, sex, age, or personality. Whatsoever that shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Matthew sixteen nineteen. And moving forward into the Pistis Sophia from the Gnostic Gospels in chapter thirty nine specifically in the Pistis Sophia. It came to pass then, when Jesus had heard Martha speak these words, that he said unto her, Well said, Martha. And finally. And Jesus continued again in the, in the discourse, and said unto his disciples, Pistis Sophia again continued in the fourth repentance, reciting it before she was oppressed a second time, in order that the lion-faced power and all the material emanations with it, which self-willed had sent into the chaos, might not take away her total light in her. She uttered then this repentance as follows, O light, in whom I have trusted, give ear to my repentance, and let my voice reach you unto thy dwelling place. Turn not away thy light image from me, but have heed unto me. If they oppress me, and save me quickly at the time when I shall cry unto thee. For my time is vanished like a breath, and I am become matter. They have taken my light away from me, and my power is dried up. I have forgotten my mystery, which heretofore I was wont to accomplish. Because of the voice of the fear and the power of self-willed, my power is vanished. I am become as a demon apart, who dwelleth in matter and light is not in him. I am become as a counterfeiting spirit, which is in a material body, and light power is not in it. And I am become as a deacon who was alone in the air. The emanations of self-willed 
have sore oppressed me. And my pair hath said to himself, Instead of with light, which was in her, they have filled her with chaos. I have devoured the sweat of my own matter and the anguish of my tears from the matter of my eyes, so that they who oppress me may not take the rest. All this hath befallen on me, O light, by thy commandment, and thy command, and it is thy commandment that I am here. Thy commandment hath brought me down, and I am descended as a power of the chaos, and my power is numbered in me. But thou, O Lord, art light eternal, and doest visit them who are forever oppressed. Now therefore, O light, arise, and seek my power, and the soul in me. Thy commandment is accomplished, which thou didst decree for me in all my afflictions. My time is come, that thou shouldest seek my power, and my soul, and this is the time which thou didst didst decree to seek me. But thy saviors have sought the power which is in my soul, because the number is completed, and in order that also its matter might be saved. And then at the time shall all the rulers of the material eons be in fear of thy light, and all the emanations of the thirteenth material eon shall be in fear of the mystery of thy light, so that the others may put on the purification of their light. For the Lord will seek the power of your soul. He hath revealed his mystery, so that he may regard the repentance of them who are in the regions below, and he hath not disregarded their repentance. This is then that mystery, which has become the type in respect of the race which shall be born, and the race which shall be born will sing praises to the height. For the light hath looked down from the height of its light. It will look down on the total matter to hear the sighing of those in chains, to loose the power of the souls whose power is bound, so that it may lay its name in the soul and in its mystery in the power. It came to pass while Jesus spake these words unto his disciples, saying unto them, This is the fourth repentance which Pistis Sophia hath uttered. Now therefore, let him who understandeth understand. It came to pass then, when Jesus spoke in these words, that John came forward, adored the breast of Jesus, and said unto him, My Lord, give commandment to me also, and grant me to speak the solution of the fourth repentance, which Pistis Sophia had uttered. Jesus said unto him, John, I give thee commandment, and I grant thee to speak the solution of the repentance which Pistis Sophia had uttered. John answered and said, My Lord and Savior, concerning this repentance which Pistis Sophia had uttered, thy light power, which is in David, hath prophesied aforetime in the 101st Psalm, 
Lord, give ear unto my supplication, and let my voice reach unto thee. Turn not away thy face from me, incline thy ear unto me in the day when I am oppressed. Quickly give ear to me on the day when I shall cry unto thee. For my days are vanished as smoke, and my bones are parched as stone. I am scorched as the grass, and my heart is dried up, for I have forgotten to eat my bread. From the voice of my groaning, my bones cleave to my flesh. I am become as a pelican in the desert. I am become as a screech owl in the house. I have passed the night watching. I am become as a sparrow alone on the roof. My enemies have reviled me all the day long, and they who honor me have injured me. I have eaten ashes instead of my bread and mixed my drink with tears because of thy wrath and thy rage, for thou hast lifted me up and cast me down. My days have declined as a shadow, and I am dried up as the grass. But thou, O Lord, thou endurest forever, and thy remembrance unto the generation of generations. Arise. And have mercy upon Zion. For the time has come to have mercy upon her. The proper time is come. Thy servants have longed for her stones. And will take pity on her on her land. And the nations will have fear of the name of the Lord. And the kings of the earth have fear of thy sovereignty. For the Lord will build up Zion and reveal himself in his sovereignty. He hath regarded the prayer of the humble and hath not despised their supplication. This shall be recorded for another generation and the people who shall be created will praise the Lord. Because he had looked down on his holy height. The Lord had looked down from the heaven on the earth to hear the sighing of those in chains to loose the sons of those who are slain to proclaim the name of the Lord in Zion and praise in Jerusalem. This, my Lord, is the solution of the mystery of the repentance which Pistis Sophia hath uttered. It came to pass then, when John had finished speaking those words to Jesus in the midst of his disciples, that he said unto him, Well said John the virgin, who shall rule in the kingdom of light, and Jesus continued again in the discourse and said unto his disciples, It came to pass again thus, the emanations of self-willed again oppressed Sophia in the chaos and desired to take from her her whole light. And not yet as was her commandment accomplished to lead her out of the chaos, and not yet had the commandment reached me the first mystery, to save her out of the chaos. It came to pass then, when all the material emanations of self-willed oppressed her, that she cried out and uttered the fifth repentance, saying, Light of my salvation, I will sing praise unto thee in the region of the height and again in the chaos. I will sing praise unto thee in my hymn with which I sang praise in the height and with which I sang praise unto thee, 
when I was in the chaos. Let it come into thy presence and give heed, O light, to my repentance. For my power is filled up with darkness and my light hath gone down into the chaos. I am myself become as the rulers of chaos who are gone into the darkness below. I have become as a material body which hath no one in the height who will save it. I am become also as matters from which their power hath been taken when they are cast down into the chaos. Matters which thou hast not saved and they are condemned utterly by thy commandment. Now therefore have they put me into the darkness below in darkness in darknesses and matters which are dead and in them is no power. Thou hast brought thy commandment upon me in all things which thou hast decreed and thy spirit have withdrawn and abandoned me and moreover by thy commandment the emanations of my eon have not helped me and have hated me and separated themselves from me and yet am I not utterly destroyed and my light is diminished in me and I have cried up to the light with all the light in me and I have stretched forth my hands unto thee now therefore O light would thou not accomplish thy commandments in the chaos and will not the deliverers who come according to thy commandments arise in the darkness and come and be disciples for thee will they not utter the mysteries of thy name in the chaos or will they not rather utter thy name in the matter of the chaos in which thou wilt not thyself purify but i have sung praises unto thee o light and my repentance will reach unto thee in the height let thy light come upon me but they have taken my light and I am in pain on account of the light from the time when I was emanated. And when I had looked into the height to the light and looked down below at the light power in the chaos, I rose up and went down. Thy commandment came upon me and the terrors which thou didst decree for me have brought me into delusion. And they have surrounded me in numbers as water and have laid hold to me together all my time and by thy commandment thou hast not suffered my fellow emanations to help me nor hast thou suffered my pair to save me out of my afflictions this is the fifth repentance which Pistis Sophia had uttered in the chaos when all the material emanations of self-willed had continued to oppress her when then Jesus had spoken these words unto his disciples, he said unto them, Who hath ears, let him hear. And let him whose spirit seeth up to him come forward and speak the solution of the thought of the fifth repentance of Pistis Sophia. And when Jesus had finished saying these words, Philip started forward, held up and laid down the book in his hand. But he is the scribe of all the discourses which Jesus spake, and of all of which he did. Philip then came forward and said unto him, My Lord, surely then it is not on me alone that thou hast enjoined to take care of the world and write down all.
the discourses which we shall speak and all we shall do. And thou hast not suffered me to come forward to speak the solution of the mysteries of the repentance of Pistis Sophia, but my spirit hath oft times seethed in me, and had been unloosed and constrained me to come forward and speak the solution of the repentance of Pistis Sophia, and I could not come forward because I am the scribe of all these discourses. It came to pass then, when Jesus heard Philip, that he said unto him, Hearken, Philip, blessed one, that I may discourse with thee. For it is thou and Thomas and Matthew on whom it is enjoined by the first mystery to write all the discourses which I shall speak, and all which I shall do, and all the things which she shall see. But as for thee, the number of that discourses which thou hast to write is so far not yet completed. When it is then completed, thou art to come forward and proclaim what pleaseth thee. Now therefore ye three have to write down all the discourses which I shall speak and all the things which I shall do and which ye shall see in order that ye may bear witness to all of the kingdom, to all things of the kingdom of heaven. When then Jesus had said this, he said unto his disciples, Who hath ears to hear? Let him hear. And Mary started forward again, stepping into the midst, placed herself by Philip, and said unto Jesus, My Lord, my indweller of light hath ears, and I am ready to hear with my power. And I have understood the word which thou hast spoken. Now therefore, my Lord, hearken that I may discourse in openness Thou who hast said unto us, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Concerning the word which thou hast spoken unto Philip, it is thou and Thomas and Matthew on whom it has been enjoined by you three by the first mystery to write all the discourses of the kingdom of light and thereto to bear witness, hearken therefore that I may proclaim the solution of this word. That is what thy light power prophesied aforetime through Moses. By two or three witnesses shall ever matter be established. Three witnesses are Philip and Matthew and Thomas. It came to pass then when Jesus had heard this word that he said, Well said Mary, this is solution of the word. Now therefore do thou, Philip, then now proclaim the solution of the first repentance of Pistis Sophia. And Philip answered, and said unto Jesus, My Lord, hearken that I may speak the solution of her repentance. For thy power hath prophesied aforetime concerning it through David in the 87th Psalm, saying, Lord God of my salvation, by day and by night I have cried unto thee. Let my weeping come before thee. Incline thy ear to my supplication, O Lord, for my soul is full of evil. My life have drawn nigh to the world below. I am counted among them who have gone down into the pit. I am become as a man who hath no helper. The free among the dead are as the slain who are thrown away and sleep in tombs with whom no more rememberest, and they are destroyed through thy hands. They have set me in the pit below in darkness and shadow of death. Thy wrath has settled down upon me, 
and all thy cares have come upon me. Thou hast put me, hast put away mine acquaintances far from me. They have made me an abomination for them. They have abandoned me, and I cannot go forth. My eye hath become dim in my, mis in my misery. I have cried unto thee, O Lord, the whole day, and have stretched forth my hands unto thee. Wilt thou not surely work thy wonders on the dead? Wilt thou not surely the physicians arise and confess thee? Will they not surely proclaim thy name in the tombs, and thy righteousness in a land which thou hast forgotten? But I have cried unto thee, O Lord, and my prayer shall reach thee early in the morning. Turn not thy face away from me, for I am miserable, I am in sorrow from my youth up. And when I exalted myself, I humbled myself and arose. Thy angers are come upon me, and thy terrors have brought me into delusion. They have surrounded me as water. They have seized upon me as the whole day long. My fellows hast thou kept far from me, and my acquaintances from misery. This is then the solution of the mystery of the fifth repentance which Pistis Sophia had uttered when she was oppressed in the chaos. It came to pass then, when Jesus heard Philip speak these words, that he said, Well said, Philip, well beloved. Now therefore, come and take thy seat, and write thy portion of, of the discourses which I shall speak, and of all the things which I shall do, and of all of thou shalt see. And forthwith Philip sat down and wrote, and as of time passed, so is time now. We're in the midst of chaos and oppressed. And oppressed. And our lights are dimmed and it's time for us to shine forth. And learn from the repentance and for us to repent. And claim the sovereignty that's been established within us. Claim it. And turn the light back on. So that we can see and others can see through us. In Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace. I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Women Wednesday. I'd like to show love to the frequency that accompanies the music. That was Eric Lau, Understanding, Victor Duplax, A Life Worth Living, All Cows Eat Grass, Daydream, Pasture Sessions, Eric Lau, What the World Should Be, Sun Ra, Godspell, Alcera and the Nubitones, Sakura, Louis Vega featuring Zara McFarlane, Because We Love It, Kida, Mad World, F Soul, Greens, Ruth Ellen, Glow, Imani, Tear Down, Jay Mitchell, Your Summer Song, Eric Lau, One, Like a Butterfly, Anderson Suarez Remix, Sigmund Washington, Untitled, This Didn't Make the Tape, John Nine, Bloody City, Robert Glasper, Experiment, Move Love, In Train Remix, Divinity, I'm the Best, Kavina, Living It Up, John Nine, Field Trip, Aisha Karana, By the Way, Bodhisattva, BLWMA, The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajaka, Earthology, Sarak, The Little Spaceship, and John Nine, Inner Voice. Remember that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, give. Blessings, grace, love, and strength. Everything, everywhere, everywhere, put your feet.
Dançando Puerto Rico, rapaz 